0: In this episode, I am joined by my sister Kay. We're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion on the first season of Bull. Now, this is a show on CBS. It is, I think, executive produced by Dr. Phil? It is. And based on him.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's loosely, I would assume, based on his life and career.
0: Now, this is a show that uh, I found a lot of fun for a couple of reasons. One, it's a good show. But two, it's very much a team show and there are some odd kind of parallels you could almost bring from, like, a superhero team mentality. Because everybody in this group of characters has a very specific role. Definitely. I mean, almost to the point of, like, on the Starship Enterprise, you've got the captain, you've got this, you've got that. Mm-hmm. Or on a superhero team, you've got the leader, the speedster, the, the thinker, you know, whatever kind of a thing. We've got Jason Bull, who runs the uh, Trial Analysis Corp, or whatever TAC stands for. Uh, and they do trial science, and he's their leader and psychologist. You've got Marissa, who is their other behavioral specialist, and who's uh, the one who helps create the mock juries. She's yeah. kind of the the the, the tactical lead if, in the team, if you will. Um, the field leader, almost.
1: Well, and she's the profiler. The profiler, and... She's the one who whittles it down to... 40 something female
0: well she's the logistics person
1: Well, but she she picks out those characteristics they're defining enough that these are what you need to match with your mirror juror she's the
0: one that put together the computer system that allows like you said these are our juries let's go find mirror jurors that have enough of a similar psychological profile mm-hmm. that they'll feel and behave the same sort of ways the actual jurors. Yeah. We've got uh, Benny, who's their lawyer, mm-hmm. who in their mock courtroom stuff presents the arguments and stuff like that so they can try out some arguments. Uh, they've got uh, Danny, who's their private investigator to go mm-hmm. research what what's actually happened, get some more information. Cable, who's their uh, computer guru. She's the one that uncovers everybody's, you know, online profile and gets all the dirt on them that way. Mm-hmm. We got Chunk, who is their uh, stylist. Stylist, I guess, is the right way. He's the one that helps find the right presentation mm-hmm. of their their client uh, in the courtroom that will resonate well and send the right message.
1: There was one episode where Chunk was working on you know which outfit makes this. Uh, person most appealing or Mm -hmm. most relatable to the jury, and the jury wasn't liking any of them, the mirror jury. And Bull goes over and says, show them a picture, but do this to it first. So they run through the computer, then they show the picture, and suddenly everybody likes the person and thinks they're relatable. As what do you have them do? Take the makeup off. Yeah. Just remove a little polish.
0: Make it seem a little more... I don't say mundane, but...
1: A little more person next door.
0: Yeah. Remove a little of the facade. Let them see in a little.
1: Yeah. But it's interesting how some of the people that they bring in as clients will talk to Bull because he's the person we've hired and he's the person we need, but others will talk to Chunk because it's kind of the old joke about when women go to the hairdressers Mm -hmm. and they can't help but confide.
0: There are enough different people... that. You're gonna to relate to, to one of them, mm-hmm. and they each have a very different kind of a role on the team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To where if if you need somebody to understand, well, what does this attire say about somebody? It's Chunk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I wonder what the real dirt is on this company. Well, Danny'll find out. Mm-hmm. Gee, what's hidden in their their corporate books? We'll go to go to cable or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they've they've clearly worked together for a bit when the show starts even though one or two of them, like Chunk, are reasonably new to the team. But they know their roles, they know how it fits together, and they go through a, a court case, in some cases from crime happening, roll forward to when it gets to a court point, to where they, they hire Tack or Tack gets involved mm-hmm. on their own volition.
1: Well, and that's one of the interesting things about the Bull character is he will take cases that... He doesn't necessarily agree with the client, but the client's willing to pay an awful lot of money. He doesn't like those cases.
0: But he has a sense of ethics.
1: And he points out in at least one episode, we may not like this case, but if we take this one case, we can afford a hundred of the cases we like.
0: But even in those cases, there's certain lines he does not cross. Yes. I and mean, he says near the end, if he doesn't work for drug dealers or you yeah. know, certain yeah. lines, just uh-uh walk away.
1: Well, and there's one case where the people who come to him to hire him, he listens to everything they're saying about the case, the crime, everything that happened and he says, thank you so much for coming to me. I refuse to work for you. I'm going to (laughs) go represent the person you're so sure is guilty because it sounds to me like he didn't do it.
0: Kind of, I'll take the case, but not for you, but don't worry, we'll get justice. Yeah. And there, and he does. He does. There are times where even if he's on the opposing side, he's he's again going towards that ethics of the character, the character not to say necessarily. Yeah. that applies to the person he was based on, may or may not, don't know. But he's going for that. Let's make sure we put the right person away for whatever is happening. Yeah. yeah. You know, if that's the person who's who's on trial, great. If not, well, mm-hmm. in the, the course of doing this, certain things will come to light that, you know, will, will put... You know, he's going after justice, not just acquittal.
1: Well, justice isn't about putting just anyone in jail.
0: Right. It's putting the right person in jail for the right reasons. The yeah. right way. Yes. Or an acceptable way.
1: Well, and he's aware enough as a psychologist to know... People don't give you a hundred percent of the information, much less a hundred percent of the truth you need the moment they meet you. It's just not possible.
0: I thought there were two scenes near the end of the season that I thought were very enlightening and telling about the Jason Bull character, okay One was after the bombing mm-hmm. and uh cable is refusing to work on the thing because somebody from her building was injured, yeah. And he's basically having none of it. She's like, well, I'm not feeling well. And he's like, what do you mean? She's starting to walk out. Aren't you worried about having a job to come back to?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and I loved that that kind of came across as a rhetorical question in a way. She Uh, didn't answer.
0: A threatening sort of rhetorical question.
1: And he acknowledged that later. But him
0: being this guy who understands psychology, understands how this happens, yet still is human and has outbursts, who has moments of weakness. Mm-hmm. Who who makes mistakes?
1: Well, I think at that point he was really frustrated as a character. He was hemmed in. He was having to take a case he didn't want to take.
0: Yes, one and, he normally would not have taken.
1: And he was very upset that his team didn't trust him. That's how it felt to him.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, the other, though, scene that I thought was, was very uh, interesting, and I wish they had done a little earlier in the season, in the finale, he's faced with an anonymous jury. Yes. That he's got to do the voir dire on. And how do you pick somebody when you can't see them? You can't see how they're reacting. None of the visual clues are available to you. Yeah. You, you don't even know gender, ethnicity, age, or anything. It's just you can ask a question and you get an answer. Yeah. And he's hearing the answer. He's thinking, and you okay, it's somebody this age, this ethnicity, this sort of a mindset, this person we don't want, but this other person that we just overheard, that we do want.
1: Yeah, that's where the ear comes to Marissa. So we can hear that thinking helps. And one of the ones that we overheard and we want, it was because somebody sneezed and the other one said, bless you. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's a great basis or criteria. On which to um, I love his far your questions.
0: Well, and the character has a sense of uh, fun about him, of mm-hmm. almost frivolity, and he knows that you need to ask questions to learn something about them. But you also need to be a little obtuse about wh- what you're trying to learn. Yes, both, so they can't hide that from you, and so the opposing counsel can't leverage what you're doing. Because there were one yeah. or two times the opposing counsel was whittling down the jury for him yes and one or two times his own counsel uh failed to listen to him and made some major mistakes
1: yeah or and, there were miscommunications
0: yeah that too um and there were a number of times where the story they wanted uh, to sell the jury wasn't one that that jury would buy mm-hmm. and it's
1: i loved it and i guess it was in the bombing um episode where Cable had kind of ranted and raved at him at one point, And he'd, he'd listened. I mean, they'd, they'd hashed it out. They'd worked it through. She was back to work. But when the attorney gets up to start her closing remarks, and he has a coughing fit, and it's very clearly not a real coughing fit, and the attorney's like, can you give me five minutes to deal? And the judge is going, if you can cure him in five minutes,
0: yeah, you can be my doctor or whatever.
1: Yeah. But I loved how he pulled her into a side room and basically told her, you need to take your closing argument, and turns on its head and starts feeding her back what Cable had told him. Well, it where was one it of those, spin?
0: I have been completely wrong about this. Yeah. We're going this way. This will not work. Veer this way. This will work. Yeah. And there are a lot of times where the lawyers working with him have to trust him. Yeah. And uh, we saw that with uh, Liberty.
1: Yes, that had I,
0: worked with him on one point, against him on another, mm-hmm. and even when they were on opposing sides of of the room, yeah, they were not on opposing sides of of justice,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: so to speak. It was
1: there was one episode where Benny, I think it was, was having a real problem.
0: Their in-house lawyer, yeah, yeah. and Bull's ex brother-in-law,
1: yes, and usually Benny is only allegedly the mock trial lawyer but occasionally when they get a client who can't afford an attorney or they just don't like the attorney that person's come in with it's okay benny you're going into the real courtroom now too and benny couldn't figure out the closing remarks to make to the jury to get them to understand uh basically their perspective was Mm -hmm. off i want to say it was the one uh with the pilot where the lady pilot hadn't done things according to protocol and the plane had crashed and he's standing outside and chunk comes up to him and says you know i remember being in college and everybody thought that i was you know the buff playboy football player and i remember showing up after i'd been in the nfl and going to the 10-year reunion and the shock on their faces when they realized i had a boyfriend with me Mm. because what they were not looking for never occurred to them to see yeah and benny goes and he writes this closing argument that involves holding up pictures that tell a story and it's uh, a kid is being bullied right and another kid comes up and just can't stand what they're seeing so they hit the bully and all the kids get sent to the principal's office and he's showing the various photos and it's okay what color shirt was the person who hit the bully wearing and every juror got wrong
0: Mm -hmm, because they didn't think it'd be the girl that hit him yeah they do a lot when they uh in the show when they're doing that preparation of the closing argument and such Mm -hmm. and the one i loved was they had a a trial this is the one i think set in texas or whatever and they're they're in this barn because they've been shut out of most of town because it's a town that's that attracts corporate law cases Because they're favorable to the corporations. Yeah. And it comes down to they've got to get their closing argument so simple an eight-year-old could understand it. Yeah. So what they do is they bring in a bunch of eight-year-olds. And Benny is given the argument a couple of, you know. Yes. And they're like, do you follow? And they pan over. You see the eight-year-olds and like, yeah, you're saying, you know.
1: Yeah. And the eight-year-olds are kind of translating back to him. Your argument meant this. Yeah,
0: that was great. And it wasn't that the people on the jury were stupid. No, it was. But it was an incredibly complex situation. Yeah. That the average layperson doesn't have the context to understand. So you've got to find that analogy that they can. Yeah. Oh, everybody has the same ingredients, but your apple pie is great and mine isn't. Yeah. Well, it's not the ingredients then. Yeah. You know, and they had enough different kinds of cases. One or two of which bordered on sci-fi, such as the self-driving car.
1: Yeah, I loved the one uh, that uh, someone was, I guess, posting on forums with the, no, no, the person's not guilty, I'm positive they didn't see a digital sign telling them there was a problem ahead. And it turned out the guy had been mad that funding was getting pulled from his local library. So he had hacked the digital sign Mm -hmm. on the side of the road and changed it to say no need to read. So there hadn't been a warning sign on the side of the road. And when it came time for the closing arguments to prove, because at that point, the mere jurors are all giving the feedback of nobody believes a sign that says no need to read would affect whether or not you see and read warning signs
0: well and that was one where he had put up a fake sign in the courtroom
1: Uh, he took down one of the signs in the courtroom and even the judge couldn't figure out which sign had been taken down and what it said yeah and the judge was unamused
0: yeah there are a couple (laughs) of times where again any kind of legal show like this they're going to have the courtroom antics that uh, yeah the i'm trying to think if bull made it in contempt of court at least once this season i don't remember but it, not as bad as, like, Franklin and Bash oh, in terms yeah. of antics. But yeah. they, they certainly pushed the boundaries to to prove the point. Yeah. Like, the one time uh, Bull had instructed their uh, their lawyer to 11 times within the closing argument use the word red.
1: It wasn't the closing the argument. Closing. It was during questioning. Cross,
0: cross-examination yes. or some such.
1: And boy, was the judge pissed the next day when well, he found out why. what was
0: funny was the lawyer was doing this and you know struggling well not struggling it's like he, oh, you need the word red 11 times in my stuff okay well we've all read the newspapers <laughs> yeah but- and just using getting it in there a number of times but in some of the most awkward and forced ways possible
1: yes
0: but then the next day when everybody comes in wearing red yeah and they win the case and the lawyer's like yeah i didn't think that would work and Bull's like, yeah, look at your socks.
1: <laughs> yes. Pulls yes. them
0: up, they're red. It's like, you know, it, it sent the message. You see what you expect to see or you see what you're preconditioned to see. Yeah. It's like after you've just bought a new car, you suddenly start noticing all of that make and model on the road. Yeah. Whereas before they were almost invisible. And Not yeah. that they weren't there, but that's not what you were kind of well, keyed to.
1: The episode where a woman somehow managed to get herself onto one of their mock jury trials mm-hmm. in their office, and she had the chemistry background.: Yes. Okay, now that one was interesting because in a variety of ways, but predominantly to me it was interesting because it allowed them to explore what they'd been saying they do there in the office of we try more than one argument to see what do people respond to, what is the information? That helps them reach their decision.
0: Well, and it, it gave a little bit more insight into their inner workings of their company mm-hmm. and the mock jury side. I think they still could shed a little more light on that. Yeah. But it also came down to they're not there to punish people. They're not there to get people off on technicalities. Yeah. They're there to get to the truth. Yeah. And having a number of, I don't want to say true believers in the legal mm. system on that company, but...
1: Well, in a way, I think they're not true believers in the legal system. I
0: think uh, Not in the legal system, but in justice. Yeah. Because there are certain times they clearly skirt the law. A few points they flat out probably
1: violate it. Well, but like, Benny used to work in the district attorney's office, but he got disgruntled with the system there, what was happening there, and realized he'd rather work with his brother-in-law to make sure the right person goes to jail for the right reason and he realized that it doesn't matter which side of the courtroom bull is sitting on he's gonna make sure if the person is innocent they're not the person who goes to jail
0: if bull's in the room bull is trying the case on both sides yeah and trying to make sure like you said the right person is is held responsible and it's interesting because there is that aspect of the bull character that is seeking the truth but is also fiercely loyal to the people who work for him and with him yeah he's he's a bit protective of them and when he took a case for somebody who had killed chunk's previous mentor
1: yeah and
0: chunk was not happy but benny points out to him bull is taking this case for you yeah you may not like that he's defending the person accused of killing him, but he's doing this to make sure the killer is caught. Yeah, and sure enough, that's what happened. It worked out. Um, of course, that was one of those where, as the the scene was leading up to, you know, the murder or whatnot, I'm like, don't know that actor, don't know that <sighs> actor, don't know that that one. He's the uh, the the medical examiner over on Lethal Weapon. He did it.
1: No, see, that's what's problem. the problem with playing the most famous guest star did it. But I was right. I know. That's why I've started watching shows from other countries. I don't know the guest stars.
0: There is a point where it's like, hmm, this is a UK show. Mm-hmm. This is a Canadian show. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the use of the uh, monitor uh, watches or whatnot was interesting and not too far-fetched. Pulse rate, that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. The uh, the board where they've got all the jurors and who's on our side, who's not, mm-hmm. was pretty good. Um, And again, Cable runs that with Marissa. So everybody having kind of their role, their position.
1: Well, and it was interesting when Cable and Marissa were working together. Because Marissa was working from, I want to say more of the... Almost the Ivy League educated profiler stance, whereas Cable was working from more of the, okay, all their Facebook posts are about cats. You know what I mean? She was doing more of the street level approach to the profiling.
0: What I found interesting is Cable was not only doing kind of the hacking and information gathering, she was there running literally the board. Oh, I need to flip this from yellow to green kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. This juror. Um, yeah. So. If they were to reveal that Marissa had a computer statistics kind of a background, I would totally buy that. Yeah. Um. And I liked how a lot of these characters had a little bit of an arc, mm-hmm. including uh, Cable's with the boyfriend. Yeah. It was interesting because at one point, I guess it was the, the Chunk episode with the, the murdered uh, mentor, uh, Bull hires a new assistant. Yes. Who's seen for that episode the next when she's telling Cable, I think your boyfriend's cheating on you. And then never again.
1: I think maybe once more briefly, but she was a model from the- uh, Oh, yeah. 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 Well, but it was basically, you know, if if the modeling isn't working out, you can work here until you find what you're happy with, which was just kind of a, a funny little personality quirk to give bull. He collects strays.
0: Absolutely. But having that model basically say, well, in my world- Yes. If he gives you too many gifts too often, he's cheating on you. Yes. You know, to a bunch of people who work with a behaviorist. Well, and she was right in a way. Oh, yeah. Wrong about how he was cheating. Yes. But-
1: He was breaking a promise.
0: It was it was a fun aspect mm-hmm. of her non-work life. Yeah. And we get enough of that with these characters to feel that they've got the life outside of the office, but not really too much of that. Enough to hint at it, but not focus on it and certainly not dwell well- on
1: it. I thought the stuff they did with Benny towards the end of the season was good in terms of we'd known from the start, there's a brotherly bond between Benny and Bull. Mm-hmm. Then we find out, okay, they're brother-in-laws. Wait, it's an ex-brother-in-law thing. But they stayed tight, their family. Yeah. But then later, as we're finding out what's going on, and at one point, when Bull's saying, okay, if you won't talk to me, talk to someone... And Benny realizes he's really been set up, not on a date, but with another shrink. Yeah. Well,
0: and what's interesting is Benny has a problem. He's under investigation. It takes episodes for Jason to learn about that. Yeah. And then when he does, and they finally have that heart-to-heart in the mock uh, courtroom, he's like, I'm wrong. It's not that you've lost faith in yourself, Benny. It's you lost faith in me. Yeah. I can fix this. Let Mm. me fix this. Yeah. I'm not a client. No, you're family. Yeah. You know, and that led into the uh, the J.P. Nunnally, uh arc, where they bring in um, Eliza Dushku from Angel, Buffy, or Buffy Angel, Dollhouse. I'm trying to think what other shows she's been on. She's been on quite a few things. Yeah. Uh, as a, a high-powered attorney or whatever.
1: Well, and it was very yeah, fixer. much. It was very much a bull would do anything for Benny, right up to and including making a deal with the devil.
0: Yeah. Bringing in. Uh, This character, though, for the final couple episodes gave the show a little bit of a different dynamic. It was unclear to me if they were bringing her in as another recurring lawyer, as a love interest for Bull, Mm -hmm. or as a potential uh, uh, another team member.
1: Now, what I'll say is the articles I was seeing coming out about the time, those episodes were hitting writing, production, etc., were... Looks like the show may be getting a new showrunner. Hey, look, right at the end of the season, the show's getting a new showrunner. It'll definitely have this new showrunner next season. Mm -hmm. So the show is taking some slightly different course. Next season is what I took out of the, it's being handed off to a different showrunner and they were prepping at the end of the season for that with hopes of a second season, which they did get.
0: Well, a new showrunner doesn't necessarily mean a change in direction, just somebody else taking over the reins. Mm -hmm. If the show is in need of a new direction, uh, sometimes a new showrunner can radically change the show.
1: Well, I think what they felt that the J.P. Nunley character brought into it was someone who could persuade Bull to take the cases he didn't want to take. Certainly
0: it was another avenue for cases uh, out of the norm for Bull. absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. And to take Bull out of his comfort zone and take him from the boss to reporting to somebody. Yeah. So there was a lot of dynamics there. hmm And they left it at the end of the season with, we may never see her again. She could become a recurring. She could become a regular. hmm number of different directions they could go.
1: Well, one of the potentials I saw was if we spend... A little more time in the mock jury room they have set up, the mock trial room they have set up at TAC, she and Benny could go up against each other in examine, cross-examine witnesses, prepping witnesses for cases, doing things at the office that we really didn't do much of this season.
0: Bringing her in, depending how tightly they were to integrate her into the the TAC company, provides... Two legal minds mm-hmm. to have differing views as to how to do it. So a little possible friction there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not necessarily in a negative way. Yeah. But also another person to disagree with the the, the hiring attorney or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of ways that it could provide a little bit more drama within the show, even beyond the legal stuff. And they've had a few times where the lawyer they bring in or who brings them in is as much the problem as the case. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, the Isaiah Washington episode is a prime example of that. Ah, uh, he was a high-profile attorney who is uh, charged with uh, murdering his his wife, who's much younger than him, and essentially, I don't say blackmails, but uh, maneuvers. I mean, claims to have hired Bull before he's even talked to Bull. Yeah. So very manipulative. Yeah. And a very good episode. Yeah. You know. But it was one of those where, again, that's not the case Bull would have normally taken.
1: It's... What, what intrigued me in that episode was that uh, the attorney's ex-wives each ended up on the witness stand. Yes. And later he says, you know, that may be the best, most honest healing conversations I've had with those women in mm-hmm. years.
0: Most therapeutic it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: having those moments where somebody gets to cross-examine their ex-wives. Yeah. Under, under oath.
1: Yeah. But Bull had kind of prepped him on, this is what you need them to go towards and to give the jury.
0: Part of the fun of the show is Bull has an angle he's pursuing for the case. He's confident, but he's not so egotistical that he can't change routes midstream, and sometimes very drastically mm-hmm. so, either as it's not working or as new light new information comes to light.
1: Well, in the episode where the uh, chemist woman brings stuff in that blows up part of the building, traps them in there, she's determined to force Bull to prove her husband is innocent and shouldn't get transferred to a new prison that day. Mm-hmm. That's her panic point, why it must happen today. And at one point, while they're going through, okay, instead of having a totally fake mock trial, let's let's do what she wants us to to work for let's work on it here and now yeah and stuff at one point when he realizes okay benny if you go in and you cross-examine danny the way you should and get out of her the information you should that's not gonna go the way that gets all of us out of here (laughs) safe healthy etc so i need to delay your Mm cross-examination
0: there are times where Bull is aware of that bigger picture. Mm -hmm. There are times where he's not as either cognizant or uh, empathetic to it as he could be.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and he was not talking to Danny at that point. He was talking to Benny. He was talking to Marissa. Yeah. But because Danny was a witness in the case, he wasn't letting her know, I've got your back. He was trusting that she assumed that.
0: It's interesting the assumptions he makes about his his employees and the ones they make about him because there are times where it's clear not all of them fully trust him. Yeah. But they kind of do.
1: Well, I get the feeling that on the one hand they trust him as a person, but on the other hand they know he makes his living altering people's perspective to what he wants it to be.
0: Well, he makes a living manipulating. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, it's it's a fun show to watch for the interpersonal dynamics. It's got good legal drama Mm -hmm. and it's never about the minutia of the legal system or legal loopholes or
1: no and for the most part i agree with the ethics there have been very few situations where they go to commercial break and i'm like okay they just crossed an ethical line that has me going no sorry i'd rather tune out than find out what you're doing
0: yeah um there are a couple of times where they go up to the edge, but not over. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple where it's like your client's not going to appreciate that, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: or your employee's not going to appreciate that, but and again, having that uh, that moral, I don't say high ground, but consistency mm-hmm. that there are lines he will not cross. He's not a mercenary. Mm -hmm. He's not at the whim of whoever has the most dollars.
1: Well, one of the episodes, and I wish at the moment I could remember, I think it was The uh, the Office Explodes and they have the internal case. I didn't think it cast the best light on the character.
0: The bull? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There were times where he was over the course of the season really-
1: No, but I mean that specific episode. Well, Well, that
0: one. But there were other ones where he was risking his relationship with his employees. And that one specifically with Danny.
1: But do you know why I'm harping on that episode anyway? Please tell me. Do you know who pitched and promoted the story for that one? Dr. Phil. Ah. Uh. So I sat there, having seen that at the beginning of the episode, going, is this how he wants himself portrayed?
0: I think they did a good job of having somebody who's smart but not infallible and somebody who... Ah, th- that's the danger of, of promoting a show based on you know in this in phil's case his past experience or whatever Mm -hmm.
1: because if my feeling throughout that episode was he's so determined to get what he wants that he's willing to risk burning relationships in this room that he values and wants to have tomorrow because he's operating on the assumption he can repair that relationship
0: I took it less on the assumption he could repair it as being inadvertently blind to the damage he might be causing. Mm. Even when people are telling him, you're going too far, he's like, no, no, I, you know, he was misjudging. Yeah. Again, there's that fallibility. hmm And that's one where I think if they had done something like the anonymous jury earlier, or they play up, I mean, there's got to be at some point, there were one or two times where he realizes he had completely misassessed a juror. Yeah. I thought it was this. No, no, really. Now that I look at it, and this other information's come to light, it's this. Mm-hmm. What we thought was going to sell him is going to flip him completely against us.
1: Well, and the—I mean, now that I'm thinking out, there were two bombing episodes, but the uh, the cafe that got bombed, and it actually the case that they were trying was a cyber privacy yes. case, and that was the one where he and Cable had the dispute, and then. things Cable said to him, Mm -hmm. got him to flip the closing argument. But that was a case where he felt he had misjudged not just one or two jurors, but all the jurors. And it was going, and I'm trying to remember exactly how he changed that closing argument, but it was very much not a, you know, if you have nothing to hide, you're fine attitude. But I'm trying to remember what it was that Cable... something
0: more along the lines of, we all have something to hide. You're better off just not knowing sometimes. Yeah. Cable had found out he had failed the bar twice.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there have been a few, and that was one of them, where his attitude going into the case, his attitude coming out of the case definitely changed.
1: Yeah. Well, and he, the closing argument was pointing out, yeah, we all have stuff to hide, but this isn't about going and looking for every detail of every person's life this is going in search of a specific piece of data yeah and helping law enforcement keep all of us safe so we can go about doing whatever it is we're doing
0: but it's one of those arguments where the greater good information privacy versus Mm -hmm. protecting the the society it's slippery slope doesn't even begin to
1: well and the twist they had at the end on why Somebody at the corporation had convinced the owner that there was no way they should unlock the data. It was well, interesting.
0: That was one of those sorts of things where the case is over, but we get another scene of them talking to the client. And oh, by the way, mm-hmm. you know, and this is one where I think they played a little fast and loose as to client attorney privileges, whether that extended to TAC or not. Mm-hmm. I think there were a lot of cases where Bull kind of honored that. Because he could, not because he had to. And this is one where he didn't have to. He didn't want to. Yeah. So, you know, they're explaining something to the the clients. And, uh, oh, and by the way, I told the FBI, oh, there they are now. Here comes the FBI to arrest this guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and again, it goes towards if there's a wrongdoing. Yeah. You know, Bull wants to uncover that. It was a fun, I don't say twist on a legal drama, because I thought it played Fairly uh, traditionally mm-hmm. with the formula of the legal drama, but through a bit of a different lens, because we're not coming at it literally from the attorney side of it.
1: No, we're just on a, sort of the uh, support team of the attorney. And sometimes we just say, you know what, attorney, you aren't any good. We're just, you know, pushing you aside.
0: Yeah, there are a few times they do fire the attorney. It's getting to where about the only angle left for a new twist on a, a legal drama would be either from the uh, the judge's point of view
1: we've kind of seen that judging Amy and a few others well I was
0: gonna say a couple of judges mm-hmm. you know in a small town or whatever I mean we've seen some of that but I was also going to say kind of that expert witness point of view
1: what about the court reporter the ultimate person who doesn't get to say anything people act like they aren't even there
0: That would be a very interesting one I'm trying to think how you would make that kind of a work. I would almost do it as you're watching a legal drama, it's narrated to you, and you don't realize until maybe the end of the first episode that that narrator is the court reporter. And what does that person see that the rest of us miss? Mm-hmm. What do we see? I mean, in theory, we shouldn't see anything that she misses, but it would force the, uh, the confine of the story to almost never leave the courtroom. Yeah. And that would be an interesting one because you would come in, you'd start with an empty room and people would come to you. It'd be a challenging one for somebody to write. Yeah. Because the only regulars you would have on such a show would be the court reporter, the bailiff, one or two of the people working for the judge and the judge. Unless the court reporter bounces between and I would think that probably doesn't happen too much.
1: They move. Well, I think they're assigned by case. They probably have a courtroom they're typically in. But they stay for the duration of the case. Some cases, if they're highly complex, have multiple court reporters. And it was my understanding years and years ago that in some states, the court reporters can actually sell copies of the transcripts to cases that the judges have said, yes, the media can have access to the daily transcripts. Interesting. So there were some court reporters that were making extra money by at night typing up extra copies of their transcripts.
0: Right, right.
1: So for a while, court reporters really wanted to get on the high-profile cases.
0: It would be the equivalent of, I'm trying to th- I mean, like uh, kind of that Deep Space Nine, Babylon 5 kind of a thing where you're not on the spaceship, but the spaceship comes to you.
1: Mm. Now, I haven't paid attention to what court reporter uses in years but the last time I actually looked, it it reminded me more of the old style calculator. With it it the... looks
0: like an adding machine sort of a thing. It's yeah. a stenographer machine. Yeah. It uh, it would certainly be a different angle on a legal show.
1: Yeah. But it's one of those things where the average person, if they just grab that roll of paper, doesn't actually know what it says.
0: I mean, this was fun because it focused not just on the argument side, but more how is the argument being perceived mm-hmm. yeah. side of it? And while there was a definite focus on how do you pick the the jury, there was a heavier focus on what is the jury seeing and picking up on both from, from both sides of the case.
1: Well, but there was also a which theory of the case do you present in terms of there was one where it was we know this to be the truth, but we can't present it. Mm-hmm. So what then do we tell the jury that is honest and they will believe and accept since we cannot present the theory we know to be the truth?
0: Well, and also, it's not just what you have to present, but the manner in which you present it. Yeah. Too soon, too fast, too technical, mm-hmm. too aggressive, doesn't work maybe. So you've got to soft sell it. You've got to come in through a side angle, mm-hmm. you know. It definitely throws a different light on the legal system beyond just the traditional legal show of whoever has the better lawyers can win sort of mentality. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Well, I liked the episode in the small town that I guess Bull had lived in for a couple of years when he was in school. And at one point it was the, I think everybody would be reacting differently to what's going on in the courtroom if they believed investors were looking to buy property in town. Oh, yeah.
0: There were times, some of the theatrics he did, where he buses in a bunch of people in suit and tie. Mm -hmm. They come over. He goes over. and He says, okay, everybody point over, as I point here, nod in agreement, say a few things, laugh like I've said something funny, and they're doing all of that. And, okay, thanks for your time. Mm -hmm. And then he spreads a gossip, you know, Yeah, Uh, through the mill or whatever was that the same one that danny had gone in early to become a waitress
1: no that was down in texas it was
0: down in texas okay
1: and that was funny too
0: so just the way they go get some information and disseminate some information i think it was the texas one where they also faked a hurricane
1: yes yes cable faking a news weather report that everybody was getting on their phones
0: so there were a couple of times, uh, whether they skirted the law or flat out violated it, you be the judge, but it's fiction. Yeah. Um.
1: No, up in the uh, small town, I forget where, New England or something like that, they actually got the town to start a uh, Don't Redevelop Our Town campaign Yeah. based on their theatrics. And his whole point was, this is how assumptions travel, rumors travel, you all believe. This is happening and it's not. So this kid who you assume is a bad seed, it's the same way.
0: You've rushed to conclusions, jumped to conclusions on stuff. Yeah. With flimsy evidence. Yeah. You've just done this on something that we've orchestrated. How can you be certain you haven't done this because of who this kid's family used to be thirty years ago or whatever? Yeah. It certainly, like I said, has a unique angle on the legal system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's got a strong cast, very good actors. They're written well. They are uh, fun characters to watch. They're a good Mm. team to see work together.
1: Yeah. I like it when they have a party in the office after a case. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, It's some episodes, everybody gets uh, something to do. Some episodes, uh, not so much. One or two where Chuck basically literally shows up and stands there. Mm. Others, he's front and center. So it it comes down to the different aspects of of what each plot needs but you come out of the season getting a sense of who these characters are why they do what they do why they stay with bull mm-hmm. what sort of a thing might tempt them away in a few cases yeah and you know the the cases were varied enough mm-hmm. uh and none of them were so outrageously really this is the case they're doing kind of a thing yeah the one that i thought they got the the furthest to field was the uh, the self-driving car that, that had an actual uh, sentient AI. Yeah. That's the one I would have I would have yanked that episode. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the other stuff I thought was solid. It played on here are assumptions people are going to make. Here's how we can pick the people that'll make the assumptions we want, not the ones we don't. Mm-hmm. Things of, of, of that sort.
1: Well, they did a good one on, I guess, a uh, bridge between two high-rises that had collapsed. Mm -hmm. And what I liked there, well, first of all, they had the uh, CEO of the company coming in saying, I know everything that happens in my business, and then I can't possibly know everything that is on a piece of paper with my signature. But I also loved the uh, actuary report, where they had calculated out if X number of people were to die when it collapses, and they're these ages and these occupations, it would only cost the company X amount, which is cheaper than building it to standards.
0: It may not sir, it may not last, but the cost of it not lasting is acceptable. Yeah. And having had somebody do the math on that. Yeah. Scary concept which is the which problem was, is, is it's yeah. believable.
1: And yeah, and I think both halves of that were the point. Yeah. That's a scary concept and that we've reached the point where that scary concept is believable. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It it was something to make people stop and think, and I think that's part of why appreciated about the show was they had just enough plot lines that were filled with an occasional stop and make you think got to stop and consider.
0: Think, and they've got sometimes a little bit of a a leaning on it, but never so heavy handed. Yeah, and even in a couple of cases, like the the right to privacy with the cyber stuff, they try to represent both sides. Yeah, so it's. About as even-handed as such a show I think can get. It didn't feel preachy or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I'm curious if they add Eliza Jushku to the mix next season or not. To me, no clear-cut right or wrong choice. Um, I don't know that I would add her full-time,
1: yeah.
0: but certainly having her character come back a couple of times would be good. I would like to see us get to know at least a few other people either in the office or, yeah. or whatnot. In other words, do a little bit more kind of community building or whatever. Oh, it's a contractual issue. Well, let's have Fred down the hall. He's our contract. You know, whatever. Something true. You've got people that are are half a step above that extra, Mm -hmm. but not much. Yeah. That you you get a fuller sense of the resources they have at their disposal. Mm -hmm. But it was one I figured, okay, I'll check out Michael Weatherly. He'd been on NCIS. He'd been on uh, Dark Angel, I think it was. He's done some stuff. He's a good actor. And he really uh, brought a fun sensibility to the character. I liked a lot of the other characters. Um, it was a familiar legal genre with a unique enough aspect to it that it didn't feel like every other legal show out there. Yeah. And it worked for me, and I, I really enjoyed the series. Yeah, me too. You know, the fact that the characters were clearly defined, had very clear roles and responsibilities, and there wasn't a feeling of, well, one of these characters is a little redundant. We could do without thus and so. Yeah to me, shows that it was a fairly well-thought-out, well-crafted show. Yeah. And one that can kind of, again, go in some different directions, different entry ramps into cases and different exit strategies on cases that I think it's definitely got a a future for it. I'm pretty sure it's gotten a second season. It has. And um, if they can keep up the the writing quality, uh, I don't see any reason why it couldn't go for quite some time.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So anything else? Does that pretty much do it on bull?